buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Hey, good afternoon and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Rund and Gary Callagher here from Remax Results uh, today from 12 until 1 on 610 KDAL on your AM dial. And Gary, good afternoon. Good Saturday afternoon to you, Jim. It's a busy real estate world up here in the Twin Ports for this time of year, isn't it? It is. It certainly is. I I mean... um, we kind of expect a little bit of a lull between Thanksgiving and Christmas, but it hasn't occurred with me yet, that's for sure. It's busy. Um, just sold another house on uh, on Friday, which is, uh, you know, I don't know how many deals that is. That's like four deals I put together this week, so pretty good week. That's a good week. That's a darn good week. Um, the um, For this time of year, I, I believe... Um, I forget there was somebody, a speaker at one of the uh, conventions here recently, at one of the virtual conventions, who indicated that they felt that the winter selling season this year was going to be one of the most active winter seasons ever on record. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, and and what's fueling that? Well, I mean, what's the reasoning behind that? They had their reasoning, but... but uh, um, you know, they're, they're the, the biggest reason that they indicated was uh, the mortgage interest rates. Yeah. And, and that that was just fueling this market, uh, the anticipation of them probably going up. Uh, so that has a, a big uh, uh, a big factor in terms of the activity. But one of the other things, Jim, and that I know that we've mentioned over the last few years is the millennial age uh, consumers. And those consumers are, are now coming of age, and there's a lot of them. You know, I think the number was somewhere around 125, 130 million millennials, um, you know, when you compare it to the baby boomers of uh, in the 70 millions. Um, it just doesn't compare. The numbers are just, like, uh, unbelievable. So if if their trends now are to, to buy a house, they're coming out of their community living where they want to live with one another, you know, and friends and, you know, you know, all that type of stuff. Um, now they want their own space and now they want to buy a house and now they want to get out of the cities Yeah, and they want to move into the suburbs. And so, um, uh, I think you're, you're seeing that activity. And I know here locally, Jeff, for this time of year, boy, it's, it's, been a little bit busier, and, and I think the lack of snow certainly helps that. I don't know if you remember a year ago when we had that Thanksgiving storm uh, with all that snow and that heavy, wet snow, and it turned into concrete after it froze, and we were just stuck with all this stuff for the rest of the winter. Oh, that's that right, a- yes. Oh, yeah, the trenches in the streets, I remember that. It was just a just a wild time, and uh, right. um, and so this the, the lack of snow helps us being able to get around and everything. And I know once we get this bad weather and we start getting the snow and the sub-zero temperatures, that seems to put the brakes on the activity, you know. So we haven't had that yet. And so I think that all those things considered up here in the Twin Ports marketplace were were 
experiencing some good activity and healthy activity for this time of year. Exactly. Yep. Um, you know, so it's, curious. You put four deals together this week. What type of price range are people buying in? Well, okay. What? Well, um, let's see. There was um, two land deals, and and then um, I sold a house over on a Spartan Circle. Well, I should say I'm the listing agent. Another agent brought in an offer, um, and we had been kind of slow in activity on that, and all of a sudden it just. It just kicked up. We had uh, a lot of showings, um, and uh, we got a we got a great offer. And um, you know that's going to be uh, closing relatively quick too. Like uh, about the I think it's the eighth of January. Um, so it's a quick close, um, but the seller's ready to move. So I mean, and um, what was the other one? Oh, just another little uh, smaller house. But um, yeah, it was. Uh, very busy um, and uh, happy, you know. It's good to put deals together this time of year because it, you know, they close around or after the first of the year, so it gets you off to a good start. So well, it does, it, you know. But the winter activity is good. I yeah. know there's less inventory, Jim, for people to look at. Um, people have started to take their homes off the market this year, and and I know that there's also been uh, people writing about the fact of like, you know, they're saying, "Hey, leave your house on the market this this winter." Uh, there's going to be activity. It's going to be busy, and you know they they're so they're suggesting not to take your homes off the market. And so you know when you look at the number of people that didn't put their homes on the market this year just simply because of the pandemic, um, uh, you know, and then people taking their house off the market, I think it it like lends itself well to like an extremely highly competitive market for the inventory that's left out there. But also too, there are going to be situations to where. You know, the buyers that are out there in the marketplace looking for houses, uh, they're just not finding what they want, you know. And so I have a funny feeling that, and, you know, unless the interest rates really explode next, as we get into the uh, first quarter of next year, the end of the first quarter of next year, uh, I think there's going to be a huge spring selling season, you know, uh, unless this pandemic just continues to weigh heavily on the marketplace. Well, and you know the last the last couple of springs we've had great springs. I, I agree with you. I think that uh, um, you know the pandemic hopefully will be over. Hopefully we'll have you know um, cure or whatever. Um, but I also think that maybe the uh, the real fear of it maybe will be gone. Hopefully because it'll be we'll be on the other end of the curve. You know. Um, so yeah, I think I think we're going to have a good selling spring for sure. Everything's pointing well, that way. Well, they do, you know, and I think the, the other thing that we're starting to see, uh, we're starting to see requests for temporary housing. And I think the Husky oil refinery reconstruction and the uh, Line 3, Enbridge Line 3, uh, are bringing in temporary people, and they're looking for temporary housing. Temporary housing, um, what what I mean by that is it could be two years. You know, yeah, exactly. They're not going to be here long term. Could be a year. Could be a year, year and a half. You know, it's funny but you brought that I, up. I, I sold a I sold a really nice townhouse, um, and uh, the owner of that owned it as an investment, and uh, he had long term construction tenants in there for I think two years, where he was making some really decent money. Um, but we did sell it. Um, but yeah, so that's that's really good for uh, for uh, income property for sure. Well, I think it is, and, and the economy you know, that's as a whole. Good. that brings people. Um, 
uh, into the marketplace, spending their money up here, maybe not necessarily buying a home, but they're paying rent. And uh, uh, is that good for our local economy or not? And I think it is. Oh, my gosh, yeah. It all makes the world go around, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful for our economy. We're lucky to have that happen. So, And it's amazing. I, you know, every time I drive by... The new the new medical center going up. It's just it's it's mind boggling how large it is. You know, staggering. I can just simply that's all <laughs> I can say about it. Just simply staggering. Right. And uh, what what that what that starts to turn into over the next uh, couple of years is going to be like we've talked about here. It's going to be unprecedented that we've never seen anything like it up in this community. And um, so looking forward to seeing how that evolves and, what, and ultimately what it ends up looking like on the, uh, uh, you know, the skyline of Minnesota, of Duluth. And we finally get a Costco, you know. I and mean, we get a Costco. Yes, yeah, we get a Costco. I mean, geez, Brainerd's have one. I mean, it's in Baxter. Hey, come on. That project up there is massive. I mean, it you know, is, I, yes. you, you, I get by there quite a bit. And, uh, you know, it used to be, you know, all a treat in lot, and then you had the Baptist Church next to it. Next to it, it's a mound of dirt they're moving around, and and that place is just simply going to be massive. I, I don't know what else I can say about it, but uh, it's good to see that. I mean, you know, that, that it's got to lend itself well to good stuff going on up here because you know they're not going to build that stuff and put that, that type of investment if they haven't done their research on it. Well, and you know the other thing, did you read the article in the paper about that and how that's going to influence the Canadian people to come down and go shopping here? You know, because we've already sure. got the Sam's Club. You know, you got all kinds of shopping directly in that Miller Hill Mall area. That's just crazy, all concentrated. I mean, that's good for uh, that kind of tourism for sure. Because those people come well, and spend look at some all real the hotels, money. All the hotels that have been built up in that mall area in the last few years. I mean, it's just staggering to the point where you know we've mentioned this before that you know have reached a saturation point for hotel rooms in the city. I know the pandemic has put a big hurt on a lot yeah. of them, but uh, they're building another one up there off of Maple Grove Road and Highway 53. And uh, so I got to believe, again, they've done their research and they know that the demand is there for that. And, and you, you've got these shopping centers that are, I think, historically good draws and good magnets for people coming in from wherever. Not And Jim, not only the Canadians, but this is a regional draw up here. And you get people from... Northern Michigan that will come over here, the Dakotas right. that will come in here, Iowans, they will come up, uh, you know, so you, you get an awful lot of activity on a regional level that, uh, you know, Duluth is just seems to be attractive to. And, and, and I've got to believe the big thing, Jim, is the lake. Oh, you know, of course it is. And the scenery, you, you know. Well, the scenery, you can't, there's no other community that, and, and you say take a 500-mile radius, that has this lakeshore. I mean, you can get down to Chicago, yeah, you know, Milwaukee, those types of places, but not for the, the population center that we have here. Just it's nowhere near as active as that. And the beauty up here is just so, uh, just so incredible. I do think people migrate to this this region for that, and uh, uh, and so for tourism and shopping and all that type of stuff. I mean, it's good to see that. All right, Gary, perfect timing. We are just up on a break here. So, folks, you're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show and hang in there. We'll be right back after this short commercial break. Hey, welcome back to the next segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Running and Gary Callagher here. 
Um, if you have some real estate needs and you want to reach us, my number is 218-348-7653. And Mr. Callagher, please give out your digits. 218-390-0615. All right, so we were just talking about the booming area known as the Twin Ports, huh? Um, in this early December season, the real estate season, the real estate is really, really quite hot. And it's very refreshing to see. Well, it is. And then the other thing, Jim, I think we're seeing what we're seeing up here in the marketplace are some trends that we haven't seen that I don't ever recall seeing. Um, I mean, over the years, you know, selling real estate in this community, you know, you don't have an awful lot of like people moving in from other other areas, you know, in mass. I mean, it's just it doesn't happen. Right. But this year has been something that I've, I've never witnessed. And, and, you know, we've mentioned this before that about people in, in the state of California. And I've had a couple of instances this summer where I've, I've dealt with uh, people from California that bought one of my listings. I've worked with two buyers that have actually purchased houses from California. And now I'm working with another couple that is moving here from California. And, you know, after you get to know these folks a little bit, you know, my big question is always like, well, why, why are you moving? You know, how long have you lived in California and why are you leaving it? How did you get up here? Right. And every one of them, the message has been very similar where the, the home prices obviously are things that they can't afford. Um, it's a big issue for them. Uh, but the other thing is we've had enough. We're done with California. We we're out of there. And uh, I, I, I think you're seeing a mass exodus of people from that state. And I know they're moving into Arizona. I have some folks that I know that live in, in uh, northwestern Arizona that have indicated the same thing, where the California people are simply flooding the state. It happened in, the, in Nevada. They're moving to Nevada. I know that they're moving to the state of Oregon. They're moving to Montana. They're moving to the state of Washington. They're moving to Texas. And it's like... My goodness, you know, they're just leaving the state like mad. And is it that bad? And I think one of the reasons that that they are, I mean, obviously, I think politics plays a big part of this. But I think these natural disasters, Jim, people have had enough of them. And I think the fires that 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 state has had over the last few years have simply worn people out and they can't deal with it anymore. And um, uh, and so I think that they're leaving their their state, beloved state of California and they're moving on because they've had enough of these natural disasters. And in some cases, I think these fires, I don't think they're natural. I think some of them have been set, and they've been set intentionally. And we heard a lot about that this past summer. Right, exactly. And so I think people have just gotten to the point where they're worn out with that. And they can't, you know, it's like hurricane season for the uh, uh, the Gulf, for the Atlantic Coast, uh, the, you know, these types of residents. and. At some point, you get worn out, and it's like, I've had enough. I'm leaving. I don't want to be here. I don't want to deal with that every year. And, uh, well, uh, and, and speaking of the and Gulf, you know. migrating um, up here to the Twin Ports. Right. I know for a fact, too, talking to some friends that I know who are realtors in Florida, Californians are moving to Florida as well because they don't want to leave water necessarily. You know? Right. So, um, That's a good point. It, they're, they're going everywhere. And that has, I mean, if this... It just can't be you and I just seeing it, and, and it, it's happening. I've read about it, too. 
you know, when is the real estate value out there going to start to crack? You know, um, it's, uh, I, I think it's going to have to have an impact at some point in time, but. Well, if you continue, if people continue to migrate out of there, you're in and you're out. You know, there's a lot of people in that state of California, and I don't know how long it's going to take before it starts to do damage on uh, their economy and the real estate market right. and that type of stuff. But we all know that California has one of the highest average sale prices uh, in the country. Well, you remember that gal that, that gal that came there, uh, came to Duluth from California that you just recently closed on. Um, she had those two duplexes, and each one of them sold for what one point eight million or something like that. Two point one. Two point one million. Each one of them sold for. You know, and um, we were impressed that she bought a townhouse worth. You know, was it seven hundred or nine hundred? I can't remember. It was seven hundred. Right. It was 700. You know, that yes. just it just makes it seem like well, why wouldn't you? But I remember also that she was from here, or her parents were from here. One of the two. They were from Hibby. They're from Hibbing, right? Uh, yeah, so it's kind of the coming home. Um, yeah, you know, I think there are a lot of times. I mean, I had several cousins that left Duluth. Um, they all we all lived up on the Haynes Road, right? And I had several cousins that left, and they ended up in California. You know, um, and a couple of them are still there. But I remember that was sort of the migration um, back in the day. You know, so. Well, California is, is, was the land of dreams. You went right. out there to be a movie star or whatever you wanted to be, and uh, a lot of people did that. But at this point now, people are, are have had enough, and, and they're moving back here. Right. Not necessarily here. They're moving out. But it's interesting to see how many people have come up here because well, – and- yeah, do you remember when if we were talking I, if about I've dealt the, with four people, Jim, this year myself. Right. I know that there's other people that have been dealing with it and it's it's like, well, where first of all, I'd like to know where they're how they're ending up here, what what the uh, uh migration pattern is and uh uh you know, what their game plan is, but most of these people have been um military, they've been uh retired um or they've just cashing in on their investments and they see opportunity up here i I've, i'm working with a couple right now that have been looking at homes up here and are talking about homes to me that they're saying oh this is such a great deal it's a great deal some of these homes you we know they've been on the market for so long we know they're not good deals right and they're like boy there's upside to this house and i had to calm this one couple down here um <laughs> and and say yeah. no that's not that good of a deal and that house has been on the market a long time and this is why <laughs> and uh uh, and, and and so they're thankful for that insight. But well, that's why that's why they stuff. need us, of course. You know. Well, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and absolutely. the other thing too is um, when you think of this migration, right? Remember what we were talking about with the state of California? Let's say five years ago, we were talking about how foreign investment was happening into residential real estate, and how that was affecting the prices of homes. You know, um, it was huge. Right, so that's what we were talking five years ago. Now we're talking about people leaving there um, that probably um, you know were born there or, like I said, migrated from inside the United States. They're now migrating away, so it's 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 interesting. Well, it is, and it'll it'll be. I'm curious to see if it will continue, but um, the fact that we've had these small numbers of people, but. To me, it's a large number of people because we just have never seen it like this. Is an indicator of that. You know, Duluth is and not not Duluth, but the Twin Ports has has been recognized, and and people 
look at it and they get up here and there's a lot of wall factor with this lake and uh in the natural beauty of, the, of this this whole area up here so we'll see what happens as, as uh time goes on but uh yeah well and i think that when you talk about the fires we say oh they're fires but i think when you live through it you know there's there might not even be a fire anywhere near you but you're breathing in smoke all day long if you go outside right you know, right. I mean, I would want to get out of there so bad, you know. I mean, when you think about what they've been going through. So. Well, you got that, then you got the earthquakes. You, you re- right. remember that. That's that's another thing is they, they're earthquake prone out there. So I, um, yeah. I've i done my visit to California, and I'm good. Oh, God, yeah, I'm really good. I mean, you can keep me out of L.A. It's fine with me. I like San Diego. I like uh, Palm Desert and Palm Springs. That's fun, but that's... Never been really any place else, but yeah, I'm fine with uh, what we got. Jim, the uh, state of Minnesota is talking about mandating real estate in the next latest legislative session, and we're talking about well water. Right. And there's talk um, about uh, Minnesota uh, mandating water quality tests for residents in the state of Minnesota when you buy a house that has a well on it. And the, um, um, the, the talk seems to be they don't think it will pass, but at some point, it might not be this, this session, but maybe next session, I think there's going to be something that happens. And I think obviously, you know, uh, they, they talked to Chris Goller of the uh, Minnesota Association of Realtors, and obviously, you know, he, he's opposed to the term mandating those tests, but, um, uh, I think you, when you look at the water quality, yes, and I think I'm opposed to it too. I don't know how you feel about it, but the, the term mandating it, I don't think you have to mandate the test. But I think what we should do, and I think what is a good approach to this thing, because I think this is a significant issue, oh, yeah. is that we have to create an awareness, simply, just simply like we did with radon, simply like, like we did with uh, lead-based paint when that happened back in the early 90s, and, and let the consumers decide um, how they want to handle this. Now, when we sell a house um, that has a well and a septic, you know, you, we as real estate agents, we know the testing that has to be done. And most of the time, the sellers do the water quality test. It's right, not exactly. a significant issue. And they, they basically do the scans for uh, coliform, the bacteria, and the nitrates, the salts, the, those types of things. There are other tests that are required for some types of financing. When you have your VA loans or FHA loans, they require scans for lead on, on wells. But other than that, it's just the two basic uh, coliform and, and nitrate tests that, that's done. So um, I think it's a big issue. And, and, and one thing, Jim, I don't know about you, but I've been doing these well tests for years, decades and I learned very early on in my real estate career about wells and, and how significant it could be if one of them fails. And so when I have a buyer that buys a house that has a well, I suggest very strongly to them that not only does the seller have to do the water quality test, but I suggest that the buyers do their own additional testing and have a what we call a flow test done on the well. And, and you get a well driller that comes out to the house <clears throat> They run the water. They determine how many gallons per minute that well produces, uh, what the recovery rate is on it, how deep right. it is, yeah. uh, and they just they just look at the well. And you know you can get in there. And I I've been to these 
these uh, well tests and they're just so cool to go to and and these well drillers in this area are they're good they're experienced they know what they're doing and i think it's really important if somebody's buying a well that they understand what it is they're getting isn't it funny when you you, when you talk to these well drillers too some of them they you know you say okay where's give me the address and you give them the address and they go Oh yeah, that should be really good up there. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. they, oh, I remember right? doing that one about twenty-five years ago. Yeah. And it was a good well. Like, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah right, yeah. I mean, this, all these guys know so much. Yeah, but you're right. These wells, Jim. I mean, I, the average person is just—they don't get it. They don't understand it. But if you don't, if you're not aware of how many gallons per minute that your well produces. And you get into this house, and you've got a family of four or five or six people, and you do a lot of wash, and you take a lot of showers, and you water your lawn, and that type of stuff. If you have a well that produces three gallons a minute, that's going to be tough. You're going to have to change your lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. And so if you don't know that, and all of a sudden your water pressure starts going down once you're in this house, and all of a sudden you got to wait for the well to kick in before you can go take a shower, and then somebody has to take a shower before you, and it's like all of a sudden you need this water, and you, and you have to wait for the pump to, to recover it. Right. That can be something that people. Uh, it wouldn't go like. over well in my house. Let's just tell you that. You know. <laughs> well, it, it, it people don't realize that if you don't, if you've never lived with a well, if you don't know a few basic things about it, you may be in for a little bit of a surprise and one that you're not too comfortable with. And so it's it's just it's critical to me that you have to get these wells tested to know what it is that you're dealing with. And understanding the flow rate, the gallons per minute that it produces, as well as the water quality testing, I think it's very important. And I think wells should be tested um, at least every other year, if not yearly, especially if you have. I suggest I suggest annually, and 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 do it around the same. I mean, have some kind of a oh, it's that time of year. I need to get my you know my um, water tested. It's kind of like your smoke detector batteries. At the daylight savings time, you know, to change the batteries altogether. You know? Yeah, you know, and and when we do well tests, I mean, we used to do these well tests as agents. We got about and a minute and a half. They don't like it yeah. that if we do them anymore. They want a third disinterested party doing them. But if you're your own homeowner, you can do these tests yourself, and you can go buy the kits at the labs. <clears throat> There's the uh, analytic lab, I think, right down across from the Nards in West Duluth. Right, and and you, I think it's. 60 bucks or somewhere right in there you get the kit and you put the water in you bring it back to them they test it and they generally have all the results to back to you within a week and it's just good for you to know what's in your water supply because if you're drinking it um you know and you don't know what's in it the other thing you can do is you can smell your water if you turn on your cold water and you let it run um you'd be surprised that some of these wells they have a, like a sulfur smell or a rotten egg smell to it and uh uh, you know, if, if, if you're drinking that water, those are things that you should know about and you shouldn't be letting your young baby, you know, kids, toddlers, that type of stuff, drink that well water. If you haven't had it tested and, and know what the, um, uh, what the quality of the water is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, the kind of gone are the days, at least that I've seen where you'd walk into a house and we used to run into this a long time ago, 30 years ago it was common walk into a country house and, um, you know the, uh, the there'd be discoloration in all of the uh, you know sinks and whatnot in the tub you know because of the hardness of the water and the iron content in the water and um, so 
you don't see that as much anymore because if people have problems like that, they usually get a conditioner and uh, water softener and, and get that out of there. But Gary, look, we're on a break right now. So folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. And hang out. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronding and Gary Callagher from Remax Results. Gary, give out your phone number. 218-390-0615. Great. And my phone number is 218-348-7653. If you want some real estate service, don't hesitate to give us a call. Uh, we're kind of the old tooth guys around town in this business now. So... All right, so we want to talk about predictions. What's going to be coming in the future? We kind of already started in our first segment. We were talking about you know where we thought the market was going to go to after January 1. and So I think both of us are pretty easy to say that uh, we think the market's going to be strong coming into, the, into the, even the first part of the year. Well, I think it's... I'm always reluctant because we're never right. I know. I, you but, know, here, here, here what I think is the... Here's, here's the factor that's going to play in, okay? I mean, you, you mentioned the snow. I think that's, that's a huge factor. You know, um, some people just, once we get buried, they go, all right, it's too late. We'll just look in the spring again. You know, so um, I think the lack of snow is a huge factor. When we get dumped on, and we know we will, um, that might create a hiccup. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. There's no question about it. Yeah. It, it, will, it brings the market to a standstill. Uh, until we get through it, but um, uh, I do remember I, that, last year you mentioned, you mentioned that at the beginning. Yes, that was the worst storm because it all froze into place. I do remember driving down the streets and you literally drove in ruts, you know, because the plows couldn't even get it up, you know. Yeah, it it just it just adheres to the the uh, yep. uh, the roadway and it's like concrete, you know, rocks that you're driving over for the whole winter. Right. So uh, it's it's tough to get around, and, and what we experienced with last year after that Thanksgiving storm just was a mess when it came to real estate, and people don't like fighting through that stuff. So you slow down, you come to a standstill. But this year it's been it's been a little bit uh, clearer in terms of like the snow cover, and uh, we's not dealing with it at this point. So right. I think that so has knock an on but wood. I, I think I think one of the big things, Jim, obviously I, is going to be I think refinances are going to slow down. I just, I, you can't continue the pace that it was at. It's like, right. I think everybody in their family refinanced their home this year because the interest rates were just so good. And so to me, that's going to slow down. Um, the mortgage interest rates, which I think are helping fuel this marketplace, um, I think that they're going to go up. And to what point I don't know but I think you know we're currently running for a 30 year conventional fixed mortgage say 3.625 right in there um, but you I've noticed that the 10 uh, year uh, treasury bond has started to go up and it's almost at 1% and it's been hovering around that 6 to 8% mark for a, for a long time you know the whole summer um, and so now it's close to 1% so that's just an indicator that the mortgage interest rates will go up and I think you've started to see that shift so I think that will happen, and, and ultimately, as we get into the end of next year, you, you could see them in the mid-threes. Um, but then I think that locally here in the Twin Ports, I, 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 I'm i hopeful that we don't see a follow-up from the job losses from AAR 
the paper mill and everything that we had, you know, with, with the loss of jobs here in the courts uh, last summer because of the pandemic. Um, but we could be experiencing a little bit of a dip in activity simply because uh, all those people that have lost their jobs have sold their house and are leaving. And uh, uh, it, I, I don't know if there's going to be people that are going to be coming in quick enough to replace those because that's a that's a couple thousand people and a couple thousand people up in this marketplace is a big number. Yeah, can I comment on that when you're when you're finished? Yeah, I'm finished. You go oh. right ahead. Well, I just think you know you're absolutely positively right about everything you said right there. Um, I think the advantage that we have, say, over the other paper mill that closed in Wisconsin at the same time, down in, I can't remember, the, their, their sister plant. Um, I think it was down in Nina, maybe. But um, that one's probably not going to have as good a chance to open up as the one here because of the technology, the more modern technology that's in that, um, in that building. And then I just think the, the AAR building... Um, Man, there's gotta be, there's gotta be a use, you know, for that. There's gotta be a business that will take that once we come out of the pandemic, which you know, hopefully, you know, knock on wood again, is uh, right around the corner, and you know, life starts to go back to normal, hopefully, um, because it just seems that a building of that, uh, of that state structure and location being right there on, you know, the longest runway in Minnesota. I mean, what couldn't they fix there, Gary? You know what I'm saying? So, well, I think Cirrus Aviation, Jim, is currently using right. some of that building, you know. And, and, and maybe uh, they'll yeah, expand I, and take the whole thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that would be nice. But uh, you're right. I mean, that, that facility up there was world-class, and they built it. And you got to believe that at some point, once this airline industry recovers, that, you know, somebody's going to jump on this thing, even if it's a small to mid-range type of a, right. uh, of, of a manufacturer of, of airplanes or, or whatever. Hey, can but, I tell you? Uh, can I tell you a sideline Cirrus story? Yeah. So I'm watching the plane repossession show, which has like become one of my favorite shows. <laughs> they go around the country and repossess, or all around the world and repossess these planes. Well, I, I was kind of binge watching like four episodes, and one of them they were going to get a Cirrus plane back. You know. Um, estimated value of four hundred and twenty thousand dollars, and I mean, it was just it was just very interesting when they when they got the Cirrus plane and they put the the explanation of what's the difference between the Cirrus plane and another plane, and it was the parachute, and they had a, a really good description of of how it all works, and it was just really fun to watch them repossess that plane. <laughs> well, Repo Man, I don't know. I think that, yeah. isn't that called I think Repo Man or something, something like that. that. Yeah, and, I don't know. And no. they get those airplanes and, and yachts right. and things. And you're right. That, that's a great show. I just got. But, I just uh, so hooked on it. Those guys are kind of cool, you know. Um, and guys and gals, you know. I mean, uh, but anyway, yeah, it was just fun. So, anyways, Jim, I think what what the future holds up here for the real estate market, I, I it's unknown, but it's been such a good market up here the last few years. I think I think the, the the last thing that I can mention up here for the local economy is is the uh, Essential Medical Campus, you know, and, and what both of the big medical facilities are doing up here. Right. It, 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 it just it has the potential to be um, a game changer, and you know when this thing starts to come online as we get into late twenty twenty two and into twenty twenty three, and the, the amount of people that they're going to be hiring and and you know staff and new doctors and surgeons and specialists and 
and all that type of stuff. It, 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 it's just going to be an unprecedented movement in this town. And, and some of that is going to bode well for the upper end real estate market here. Uh, and, but, and a lot of it's going to bode well for the rental market. And so I think when you look at, at the, the future of the Duluth superior economy, I, I still am bullish on it. Absolutely. Um, but and I think it boils down to, you know, one of the biggest, biggest reasons is so many people are going to be working from home. And when they can pick right. where they want to live, do you want to live where it's absolutely stunning? I mean, we have severe seasons, you know, and springtime, I mean, I find myself cursing. Well, you know what I mean? Just because it's like it's June and it's 48 degrees. What the heck, you know? Uh, yeah. I don't enjoy that. I mean, but when it's when it's February and it's and it's you know eight below zero, it's like well, I, I, I guess I get it. It's supposed to be, you know. Um, yeah. But you know, once you once you get over that, the the what you're looking at, what you what you experience um, in any direction, you know, depending on what you want to do, is is kind of unique. I think uh, throughout the uh, throughout the world. Well, we got the water. I mean, and obviously, you know, best lake in the world. Is Absolutely, a big issue. But um, uh, I, I think for the future of the real estate economy here in the Twin Ports, I think we're stable. Uh, I think we're good, and uh, I just uh, I keep my fingers crossed that you know everything um, everything goes goes okay up here. Yep, and you got to remember that other one big distinction that we got. Do you remember? Do you know what I'm talking about? Can you guess? I'm blank. Okay. We were voted the number one place resilient to global warming. Well. <laughs> Don't you remember that? <laughs> Vaguely. Yeah, that was Remind two years me. ago. Yeah, we were pretty proud of that. So, all right, we got about another minute on this segment, Gary. So, I'll, I'll just add to you. I, I think also that the interest rates are going to go up. And anybody that's been listening to our uh, predictions over the last 10 years knows that usually the opposite will happen. So it probably means they'll be stable. But I think, you know, um, I think the interest rates will go up. There'll be some pressure on that. Um, and like you were talking about the bond market early. So I agree with you. I also am very, very, very positive on the Twin Ports. I think that it's just going to still continue to um, be one of the one of the places that people desire to be, you know, and that can't be anything but good. I agree. All right, Gary. Well, we're coming up on our break, but before we do it, why don't you give us your phone number one more time? 218-390-0615. All right, folks, and my number is 218-348-7653. Thanks for listening, and we'll be right back right after this short little break. Welcome back to the last segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronnie and Gary Callagher here from Remax Results. Right here on KDAL, 610 AM. And what is that FM again? 103.9 FM. 103.9. You know, in all the years we've had FM, I can't remember remembering that one. But anyway. All right, let's let's hear some stats, Gary. Jim, currently we have 233 active listings in our uh, Twin Ports market. Well, we're going to say the Duluth surrounding area these it's on the side of the bridge okay. uh your average list price is three hundred and twenty seven thousand dollars and uh duluth has 90 active listings and the average list price is four hundred and five thousand dollars the median list value is two hundred and eighty 
a little difference between the average list price and the median list price. And so there's some upper end homes sitting on the market there, Jim. Yeah, yeah, that's Cloquet, for sure. Cloquet currently has 15 active listings on the market with an average list price of 257000 Hermantown has eight active listings, average list price of $486,000. And Proctor has one. And you know what the average list price of that is? <laughs> what is it? $995,000. Woohoo! <laughs> Way to go, Proctor. You have the average highest list price, the highest average <laughs> list price in the home market right now. <laughs> when you look at sold listings, Jim, uh, Duluth has sold 1,251 homes so far this year with an average sale price of $247,000. Um, Hermantown has sold 121 homes with an average sale price of $357,000. Cloquet has sold 212 homes so far this year with an average sale price of $202,000. Two Harbors comes in with 91 sales so far this year, Jim. They have an average sale price of $230,000. Proctor has sold 60 homes this year with an average sale price of $200,000. And uh, so this is a good marketplace. Um, a lot of good activity in a, a lot of the different markets and it's good to see these healthy average sale prices, Jim. And uh, I'll be interested. You know, we have our big stat show that will come up after the end of the year. Right. And uh, we'll, we'll compare the neighborhoods in the city of Duluth. And uh, I know at the end of this year we're actually losing our neighborhoods. Uh, they're taking those out of uh, right. the MLS system, which is I'm really sad about because I really like the, the separation too. of the, uh, the neighborhoods. But we're going to lose those. And... Uh, of course, like I said, uh, so we're, the, we're the old we're the old goats in the market. So I mean, you know, the the young kids don't need all the same old stuff that we had. I guess I don't know. Well, I know that people always like those stats of the individual neighborhoods, and uh, we'll have that coming up on our one of our first shows after the new year. Yep, exactly. All right, well, Gary, let's see how much time we have here. I think we're about there. We got about a minute left, just enough to give your phone number out one more time. I can be reached at two one eight. 390-0615. And my phone number is 218-348-7653. Uh, and thank you for tuning in to the uh, Twin Ports Real Estate Show. And we'll be back here next week. Same time, same station. Have a great day, everybody, and a great weekend. <laughs>